Hey friends, Zolgar here with some exciting news. I'm going to be at SAC Anime in Sacramento, California, September 2nd through 4th, Rose City Comic Con in Portland, Oregon, September 9th through 11th, and Salt Lake Fanex in Salt Lake City, Utah, September 22nd through 24th. I won't have a table, but I will have some buttons that I can hand out if you come find me. I'll be hanging out with my friend, the Peculiar Magpie, at his booth selling cool props and nerdy art pieces. I will post pictures and booth numbers on our social media during each show. Welcome to Two Idiots and a Dog Presents Zolgar's Comic Chat, a mostly solo cast where I read through my ever-growing comic book and graphic novel collection and talk about them. If you hadn't already figured it out by now, I am, as always, Zolgar. This episode, I'm going to be talking about Beastars, Volume 1, written and illustrated by Paru Itagaki. I do apologize if I botched that pronunciation. I know, a bit of a deviation, as I don't usually do manga. To be fair, I also don't read a lot of manga. Nothing against it, of course, it's just not a market that I'm all that familiar with. A quick side note, if it seems like my audio quality is a little bit different than normal, I am recording in a different location, so uh, it's a bit of an experiment. We'll see what happens. You might have guessed that I learned about Beastars from the anime on Netflix. I enjoyed it enough that I decided to pick up the manga. Look, I said back when I reviewed Autumn Lands that if you have a darker, more mature story predominantly featuring anthropomorphic animals, I'm in. Beastars is a high school drama slash murder mystery slash romance that takes place in a world of anthropomorphic animals where there is a cultural divide between herbivores and carnivores and a constant fear that from the herbivores that a carnivore will snap and decide to make a snack out of them. Now, if that sounds like it has some similarities to Zootopia, it does. There's a lot of surface level similarities between the two, including the fact that the primary couple of both is a rabbit and a member of the Kennedy family. Ah, uh, that would be a wolf in Beastars and a fox in Zootopia. So, was one inspired by the other? Did one rip the other off? Nope. They both released in 2016, about six months apart. Paru Itagaki had just finished the pre-production work for Beastars when Zootopia released, but due to the unfortunate timing, she has been accused of copying slash ripping off Zootopia which is kind of bullshit since it's pretty easy to tell that the similarities stop at the surface, but people love accusing creators of copying others. Beastars opens up with a high school student brutally murdered, or devoured as is a more appropriate term. Tem, an alpaca in the drama club and friends with our main character, the socially awkward, shy gray wolf Legoshi who shies away from all of his predator instincts. It is unknown who killed Tem, or even what, just that, well, he was eaten. Suspicion falls on the carnivore members of the drama club, but honestly, especially early on, the murder mystery kind of takes a backseat to the rest of the school drama. The first volume really just sets the stage for things. If you've watched the anime at all, the first season covers the first 49 chapters, ending partway through volume 6. More or less, at least, it doesn't follow exactly. In volume 1, we're introduced primarily to... Legoshi, as mentioned above. We also meet his friend and roommate Jack, an energetic, eager to please golden retriever. And I don't know if it's Louis or Luis, whichever. The star of the drama club, a wealthy red deer with something to prove. 
The volume ends just as he meets Haru, the dwarf rabbit who runs the gardening club. Well, when he officially meets her, as opposed to their actual first encounter, which is where we first see that despite his efforts, Legoshi is most definitely still a predator. The first volume sets up a recurring theme throughout the series, an awkward predator-prey dynamic between friends or potential lovers, with the inability to quite be certain whether the drive is love, lust, or something even more primal. I don't know if it's an intentional parallel, but the carnivore-herbivore dynamic often looks a lot like the dynamic between men and women in the real world, just turned up a few notches. Most of the carnivores are good, decent people, but the herbivores can never know for sure which ones aren't, or when one of the nice ones will reveal their true colors, making it often safest to keep one's distance and be on their guard. There's not a lot to unpack in the first book otherwise. As I said, it just sets the stage for the future. A future that, if it's anything like the anime, takes some bizarre twists and turns, and I look forward to that journey. I've already picked up Volume 2, thanks to Random Warrior. The art is an interesting mix. I don't know how it compares to other manga, as, well, honestly, my only prior experience with manga is Battle Angel Alita. Like most I've seen, Beastars is black and white, and the art style shifts with the tone of the scene. Most of the time, it's just just slightly cartoony style with decent detail level, but it shifts to either low-detail, kind of silly art, or extremely high-detail, dark, serious art, as well as the occasional kind of sketchy, messy art used for when what's going on just isn't exactly clear. Normally, shifting art in comics annoys me, but it works in this. Much as I would love the entire thing to be the hyper-detailed style, I realize it's impractical with a nearly 200 chapter manga, and the art flowing with the tone fits with a book that has such a drastic swing in tone. This is another case where the artist-writer combined actually works very well. In conclusion, if you've watched the show and wanted more of the Beastars world, or you saw Zootopia and thought, hmm, what if this wasn't for kids? It's worth picking this book up. If you enjoy the idea of a predator-prey dynamic in a modern civilization, it's also well worth picking up. If you're just dipping your toes into the world of manga, I think you could do worse as starting points, but keep in mind my own experience is limited and you might want to find someone who is more experienced to talk manga with. Comics writing update. That would be time for the second weekly update on my journey to try to write a comic. Or two. Or ten. Not a lot to update on the moment, honestly. While it's not 100% set in stone, I think I've decided on the second option I mentioned last week. I've always loved explorations of synthetic life and the question of free will. Also, the main character is an anthropomorphic tiger, and as I've made pretty clear by now, I'm a sucker for anthro-animals. The story, dubbed Queen of the Jungle, is one of many I've either written or conceptualized within a sci-fi world that's been rattling around in my head for around two decades. This story focuses on an early bioengineered super soldier, an anthropomorphic tiger, during the field testing phases of the project. She is sent to eliminate a weapons depot hidden in the Amazon, only to find that she was given bad intel and is now expected to eliminate a village of mostly civilians, including children. I will let you guess how well that goes for the people who sent her there. Another reason I chose this one is because I actually wrote it as a short story about a year ago, so I already have a pretty solid outline ready to go. I may decide to put the link to that in the show notes if anyone wants to read my terrible writing. Thank you for listening. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. If you didn't enjoy this episode, please consider sharing it with someone you don't like so they can suffer too. Either way, I appreciate your listening and would love to hear your thoughts. Also, be sure to check out the other shows from Two Idiots and a Dog Media. In most of them, there's even actually two of us. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on pretty much all of the social media platforms at TIAAD Media. Typically, I am the one you'll be interacting with there. You can also join us on Discord. You'll find all the pertinent links in the show notes. Consider also checking out The Fandalorians. Join three teachers as they have mature, intellectual discussions about pop culture topics and nearly come to blows over to Disney princesses. No, seriously, they got superheated about them. You should go check it out. I think that was like episode number 30. So yeah, go check out The Fandalorians. Listen to grown men argue about princesses. If you would like to send kaiju fan mail or reach out to the idiots for anything, you can email us at tiaadmedia at gmail.com. If you are a comics creator and would like me to cover yours, feel free to reach out as well. Lastly, if you would like to support our dream of being successful enough to be able to afford food, you can support us on Patreon or Ko-fi, or TIAAD Media on both, and you can find links to both in our show notes. 